Welcome back to the Project 24 YouTube podcast. This is episode 42. All right. Y'all ready for this? Yes. Uh, once again, I have Ricky with me here. Yeah. <laughs> this is good because today we're going to talk about series channels or channels that are leaning more into doing series of videos together. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit on A-B testing of title and thumbnails here uh, a little later on. All right. So background here. I got a message from uh, Project 24 member Jacob, and uh, in it, they essentially said, and we're going to be kind of going through this, but they essentially detailed they have a channel that is all about a specific video game, Super Smash Bros. on the Nintendo Switch. And the, the premise of the channel is there's a lot of characters in the game, and what would happen if they all went to head-to-head and who will be the ultimate winner? When it, So each character fighting each other, and it's kind of a lore type of thing where it's like, okay, who's going to win the ultimate Super Smash Bros? It's, so that's the premise of this channel. And so each video, the, the format is essentially kind of a discussion on the behind the scenes of each character, their their background, their skill set, etc. And then what they do is an animation um, basically playing out how they think a fight between those two characters would go and who would win. And so what they've been seeing is, and, oh, and it's set up as brackets. So it's, you know, you have these a two characters fight yeah. each other. Or a tournament, right? Yeah. Um, these two characters fight each other, and then they fight this, the winner fights this character, et cetera, et cetera. You're familiar with uh, sports brackets. And so um, in their message, they said that, uh, Jacob said that there was a, so they have a dedicated core audience um, of people that are very into this, they're into the game, they want to kind of watch through each bracket, they want to, you know, find all the things, but they're running, they're, they want to see the answers, see the analysis, et cetera, but they're running into some issues um, with attracting new audience because it's set so much in series and kind of these bracket format that additional videos have been, or, well, there's attracting to new audience but then also titles and thumbnails. How do you approach that? What what do we do? What's the strategy on this channel? So that's the, in a nutshell, what we're looking to answer here because, and they say, and reasonably so, there isn't as much content in Project 24 about series channels. And I, I think that is true. I agree. Yeah. So what we're looking to do here is talk a bit more on what we would do in those situations, in this specific situation, Okay. Y'all, you ready for this, Ricky? I think I am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, I, I just want to talk some high-level YouTube strategy stuff here, and then we can kind of dive into some specific strategies here. Yeah. So one, YouTube is not necessarily built for series. Right. Uh, the algorithms are not necessarily... I'm going to add some you know caveats to that, but they're not necessarily built for this because... The algorithm with the biggest strengths that it can be is picking any independent video on your channel and having that video take off um, or spread to new audience, find the right audience, and from there suggest other videos from your audience, from your channel to your audience, right? Series by nature are meant to be watched in order, right? Uh, you watch the first episode, then the second, then the third. So if YouTube recommends episode four, and it feels like the middle of the series, and it's not necessarily something that they're that they're that interested in from the get-go. If it's not approached correctly, then you almost have 
the you lose all the benefit of the free spread, the independent spread of all the other videos in that series. Following thus far, so um, it's it's that's why I say when I'm saying YouTube isn't necessarily built for that. That's what I'm saying. Now it obviously still works very successfully with a few channel with a variety of channels. So why does it work for those channels, and how can it work? on this channel. So I wanted to get into some of the recommendations for this channel. I know, Ricky, you had some stuff here. Um, for this specific channel, Smash Bracket, what are we thinking would help? Yeah, a few things are coming to mind here. Um, and my mind's kind of all over because there's a lot. There's kind of a lot of different pieces here. One of the things is the, the content itself, it's, I think it's, it's fine that it's mm -hmm. a series, that we have a tournament here. But... You know, when we watch a tournament, like like if I watch a tennis tournament, I don't have to watch all of the matches for to enjoy one of them, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, if I just want to see a certain matchup, I can watch that, and that's really interesting to me, but I might not watch the whole tournament. In fact, very rarely does somebody watch the entire tournament, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so it, it, they don't need to be dependent on each other. And so... I, I haven't really watched through a bunch of these videos, but that would be one thing for me is to make sure in the in the video itself that it feels fine as a standalone entertainment video. I like that. If I'm just like, hey, Link versus Ridley, that's cool. I'd love to watch that. And I watch that video. Like, as long as it doesn't feel like I missed something by not seeing a bunch of previous videos, um, I think that's okay. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean we can't mention, like... Um, uh, and even have a little card or something that's like, hey, see how Link did against this other person or whatever. Uh -huh. I think that's fine. But I, it needs to not feel like, oh, I have to watch the other ones to watch this. Uh -huh. And maybe that's how it is. The, and that being the case, I, I think it's great that we have these in a playlist. I don't know that I'd put them in a series playlist mm -hmm. because they don't have to be watched sequentially. Mm -hmm. Or at least they shouldn't, right? Mm -hmm. I guess if I watched through them, I would know for sure. But hopefully you haven't made them in a way that they would feel like they have to be watched sequentially. Yeah, it's interesting because that's that would be one angle. And I think that making each... So one of the questions that Jacob was bringing up here is like, well, how do we make each of them findable if they're in a series? You know, how do we make a title and thumbnail show that it's clearly in a series, but each one perform independently, right? So to Ricky's point there, making videos that can be standalone can attract a new audience regardless of if they've watched the other videos. That is an excellent idea. I, I think that's very good strategy. Um, and specifically, if people want to know what, what happens when Link fights Mario, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> like they bash it out and who wins, right? Um, so with the titles and thumbnails, I'm looking at potentially going a little bit broader with the appeal on them. Um, with what we're doing right now, it's, it's kind of geared. We've got like some good branding. We've got good colors. It looks professional yeah. and no complaints there, but the, if potentially going the route of with titles, for example, like who would win Mario versus link or something like that. And then making similar style of videos, they can still be part of the series. Um, that could be a good angle for making them more independently successful. Another angle that 
is going to sound in direct contradiction to what Ricky just said, is potentially trying series playlists. So on YouTube, there's a feature called series playlists, where if you decide that these videos, yes, these eight videos need to be watched together, and they go in a sequence, then what you can do is specify them as a series playlist. You can look it up if you haven't yet done it um, on YouTube. But there, I can see a few advantages from series playlists. Uh, And I'm on the YouTube help page right here. They have an interesting line. So um, you you can allow you to mark your playlist as an official set of videos that should be viewed together, right? Adding videos to a series playlist allows other videos in the playlist to be featured and recommended when someone is viewing a video in the series. So if you, you want, like that is the strongest viewing behavior you want is to watch all of the videos in a series, then this might be really good because they also have this very ambiguous line in here. They say YouTube may use this to <laughs> modify this info to modify how the videos are presented or discovered. I'm reading between the lines here in educated guess and saying that what they mean there is um, if it's episode four in a series, YouTube may not be epi- rep- recommending episode four to brand new viewers as much. Right. They may not. That I'm, I'm guessing that's what they may do. However, it might strengthen the association of if they find your series, right. here's the exactly. next one in the series. And that could be very beneficial because then if you have viewing behavior of they start watching and they watch eight videos in a row, dang, that's good. YouTube's right. going to love you. Yeah, and so obviously the upside of that is multiple videos in a row. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they are going to be more likely to the recommended next video is going to be the next one from the playlist. Um, and that's really great. Um, the downside is the findability of all those videos in the middle yep. as standalone um, attractors, right, of people to the content. Um, and for that reason, um, Nate and I were kind of chatting about this a little bit before. Um, and I think one of the things we, we kind of agreed on is that doing this in, like, seasons, mm-hmm. like on a TV show, Mm-hmm. Uh, would probably be a good idea rather than all in one playlist because you got a lot of characters on yes. Nintendo Switch Super Smash Bros. Uh, you, I mean, in the message, um, he mentioned that this is potentially like a five to six year project to yeah. get through this whole bracket, right? Mm-hmm. That's a long series with a, with a, a ton. Most of your videos are going to be middle videos uh-huh. that are probably not going to be recommended very much directly. But if there was like a... Hey, this is, um, you know, think about it like um, March Madness, right? You have the different regions, and so, you know, you might have, whatever, eight games played for each region. Um, and so there's eight, that's, um, that's 32 different matchups happening, right? Mm-hmm. That, even 32 would be a really long season, right? Yeah. Um, but what if that was four different, four different playlists, mm-hmm. right? So you have... All of these, you know, so whatever, the first level of your bracket, however many characters there are, um, maybe that's two, three, or even four uh, different different playlists, and they're just kind of divided up um, in that way, in a way that makes logical sense, um, but yeah, just think through how you would do that, because I could see this being problematic to have a series playlist with 100 videos in it. Yeah, the likelihood of people watching through all of them is very, very low. Uh, so right. this might, I realize this might represent a fundamental change in how you approach the brackets right. or these playlists. Um, but 
tying back to how YouTube isn't necessarily the best format for like long series, if there was a reasonable way for you to break up these videos into about eight, I would say five to eight video series, mm -hmm. uh, th those are what I see being successful in yeah. like playlists. The Beyond that, the likelihood of people watching through every video in a series isn't as high. And you'll see this I, every time that I have seen a part one, part two, part three, the views go down. Uh, right. across them unless it's a series type of thing and it's you know part one two three four and then if there's a finale then the views will go back up on the finale that's normal yeah. behavior on youtube um, but the advantage of treating it like series is if you get a dedicated viewer and they watch <laughs> eight videos in a row youtube is going to love you they're going to show dang this this channel gets people to watch a lot of videos in a row that's good so Huge advantage, potential disadvantages we have already discussed, yeah. but it might be something you consider doing, uh, series playlists. Another thing is, uh, I'm going to recommend another channel you maybe check out for drafting. It's a much larger channel, uh, but I'm going to recommend you look at it for how they approach putting together series of videos. It's called, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, it's called Jelly's, J-E-L-L-E, apostrophe s jellies marble runs <laughs> i came across it randomly and yes what they do on this channel is they do marble runs if, if you're familiar with the concept it's the idea of you you put together a series of half pipes or tubes and you put a marble in the top and it rolls down and it goes all the way to the bottom right they do marble runs but they've overlaid it over sports so they set it up in seasons so there's uh, they do like olympic sports or races or almost um I was going to say NASCAR, but like um, like Formula One style, but with marble runs. And so they'll have like eight contenders and they'll have sports commentary over the top. And it's very high production. It's very well produced. Uh, it's pretty fun. They get great. They get sponsors. They get everything, right? But I've noticed they break up their series into about eight episodes per, per um, series. And there's an obvious eliminations. There's... Um, a breakdown, there's a finale, there's the clear winner for this series, they have goofy names for the teams, etc. Uh, but what I'm going to recommend is you look at them, not necessarily for the content, because it's very different content, different audience, totally. but the approach they take to structuring the series and their playlists. That one might be interesting to look at. So I'm going to recommend you look at that if you're in a similar situation where you're um, creating playlists and, and series, etc. That one might be interesting to look at. Um, the other thing I'm going to say, and this might not be what you were hoping to hear, is I'm going to recommend, and Ricky and I were discussing this beforehand, I'm going to recommend that you potentially consider expanding the niche a little bit. Because the channel is about a specific game and a sub-niche of that game, meaning the people that are interested enough in these characters, but then watching breakdowns of how they would perform and animations of the actual fight. We've, we've shrunk it down a lot. And it's yeah. possible to a degree, I, I haven't done an in-depth analysis, but it's possible to a degree that we're at a, what I would call critical uh, velocity, terminal velocity, that's it. That this is about how fast we can expect the channel to grow because of those limitations. So, <laughs> this may not be, again, I'm going to say, this may not be what you were hoping to hear, but what you might consider is expanding the niche a bit. Now, there's a few ways you can do that. One, it would be a more dramatic expansion, would be cover another game as well. 
um, branch it out to another game. Another would be expand it to more mainstream uh, content. So that would look like maybe shorter analyses and uh, more emphasis on the action of the fight. Uh, there's a lot of different angles. It'd be a whole discussion on this, but yeah, it, uh, I, yeah, I think you get what I'm saying here. Um, yeah, we're going to need to potentially just expand the audience that should be interested in this, right? Yeah. Um, right. And also potentially look at uh, an angle for doing this would be look at doing out of series videos. Yeah. So we've got these pretty strong brackets of things. Start considering doing other ones. I know in their mention in their message they mentioned, uh, Jacob mentioned doing it one that was kind of a one off. It took a lot of work, but they animated some other YouTubers. Um, I think it was their AI generated fight scene between some characters, and they animated it. So go along those lines. That video performed very well for the channel, um, better than the average video, but yeah, by a lot like that. I'm going to strongly recommend that we consider doing that because if in theory we've reached terminal velocity um, with this niche of audience, that means we either have to evolve or be okay with the growth trajectory that we have. And if we're not okay with the growth trajectory that we have, we got to evolve. I guess it's, right. it's one or the other. We got to do something. So off uh, additional types of videos to appealing to a similar audience, not like a totally dramatically new audience. But if you haven't already, uh, go check out the advanced algorithm lesson in the, it's brand new in the YouTube system. Check that out and map out where your audience is. Like l draw it out. It's a great idea. Where your audience is and say, okay, are there fringe audiences that I can start to pivot and or start capturing with new content on this channel? Uh, because it's, it's got me worried the the scope or the limit of the niche at this point uh worried only if you wanted to be something different if you're totally happy with it but i'm guessing you aren't because you reached out to me <laughs> you messaged me if you're not totally happy with it which is i'm that's seems to be the case then we should start looking at additional options so map out your your channel your audience your lens all those things and start mapping out intentionally additional marginal areas that you can start expanding with your content I'm also just um, kind of in looking through the channel here and the videos on the channel. Um, I like that we have a consistent thumbnail structure for the actual um, for the actual tournament videos, right? Um, but the my problem with it is it's it's too um, it's too consistent. Um, <laughs> but here's what I mean by that. Um, here we have, uh, these. this is from like 11 months ago, uh, Pikachu versus Pac-Man fight animation. So it's just the fight. We also have Pikachu versus Pac-Man, who would win in a fight. That's the analysis before the fight. And then we also have Pikachu versus um, Pac-Man alternate ending. All three of this have almost identical thumbnails. The only difference is oh, I didn't the catch fight that. only says, has text that says fight only. But mm. the... The, the image, um, including like this cool versus thing you have in the middle, is identical. And then the alternate ending just has this little text in the bottom left corner that says alt ending. Mm. Um, and my, my problem with that is someone quickly viewing through this that's like, you know, a new, new video comes up and it's like, oh, oh, I've seen that one. You know, like if they're not following the channel really closely, 
if it's like, oh, I came across a video, I thought it was cool, and now your next one came up, I saw it, but I'm like, it's recommended to me, but I'm like, oh, I've already seen that one. Mm-hmm. If the thumbnails are too similar, I think that's dangerous. What I would probably do is have something that's distinct. Um, so like for the fight only videos, for the verses, I might just use a different color. Mm-hmm. Or you might put a border around the thumbnail that's a different color. Or something that makes it, like if you used a different, just different coloring, I think that would help because I would notice them visually if I saw them. I'd be like, oh, that is different. Um, I would go so far to, as to say I want it to be at least 50% different. Yeah. Because I this is going off of her personal experience here. <laughs> I found a formula for thumbnails that worked really well on Channel Makers. I made a new video that was a similar format. I made the thumbnail very similar to the other ones. It didn't perform very well. And I, yeah. I was trying to, I was like, why is this not performing as well? Well, there was a few other reasons, but one of the reasons I pinned down, pinned down was the thumbnail was too similar. too similar. And so people, it's just a psychological, it's like subconsciously, they're like, didn't I already watch this video? Yeah. Oh, I don't need to watch it then. It's less urgent. It doesn't feel fresh and new. Right. So I would say at least 50% different. Um, I would, I'd take it even further than what you're saying, actually, Ricky. Like, Probably so. You can yeah. uh, try, experiment with some stuff. But if you, if it's reasonable to have two different videos with independent space on YouTube, I, I, I don't know, makes sense to me to make it significantly yeah. different. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, yeah, I, and I think the easiest way to do this probably would be to create a template for each of these three video types. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you put them in separate playlists and everything, like have a different, have a different uh, thumbnail template so that you could, to some extent, you could even use the same image of Pac-Man that you've created and the same image of Pikachu, but it's in a different layout. There's something that's so, that it's 50% different, right? Yeah, I think I think that's doable without without having to put a ton of extra work into every thumbnail. Because, again, I need to walk watch through these a little bit more to look to see, but um, what I'm, I guess what I'm not sure of is like, is the who would win in a fight? Is that longer video? Does that include the the fight animation too, mm-hmm. um, and the analysis? I'm not sure. I haven't watched through these. They do typically. Okay, yeah. so the fight only is like if I just want to watch the fight. Just the fight. I don't know if I would publish that. I'm actually. I was actually I just barely looking at the channel. Like I, I don't know if there's enough reason to have both of those. No. Unless. Like, well, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, Say what you're saying. Um, good. Unless, I don't know if there's enough reason to have just the animation and the regular video. I, f- I think it's possible we're just cluttering up the right. feed and we're yeah. not actually serving the algorithm here. Uh, the other thing is, the exception I was going to say is, what if we did just the fight animations with a little bit of tweaking for YouTube Shorts? Right. I actually think that might work very well for YouTube shorts. Like shorten them up. Maybe it's more the highlight of the fight. Yeah. Uh, or if, if they're that short. Anyway, yeah, just the highlights. Because like the one I'm looking at is almost three minutes. And then within the YouTube shorts, we say, we just have a little like, we, we make it like as if, you know, Link versus Mario, who's going to win? But then within the short, we say, hey, there's a full analysis on the channel. Just text on screen or something yeah. like that. And the full fight. And the full fight. Because you're obviously only going to be able to show a third of the fight or whatever. You're right. So that like, might be very good for this yeah. channel. Yeah, that's a great idea. I didn't even think of that until those, we were talking. I here. mean, those shorts, <laughs> and I, I haven't seen it in really like functionally yet. Mm-hmm. But I had read that YouTube 
is finally kind of figuring out the shorts algorithm yes. and how to treat shorts differently than other videos in yeah. their algorithm. So having them even on the same channel is more doable. Yes. Um, th I mean, that to me feels like a great idea because the shorts have a different way of spreading. Mm -hmm. um, and this is the kind of content I think would do really well in shorts. If I saw that and I was really interested in, in the game or I just like the game and I'm curious, I want to see how it plays out. I'd watch a one minute short of that. And if it was like, Hey, see the rest of the fight and the full breakdown. It's very possible that YouTube shorts might be one of the best finding yeah. uh, um, channels for right. this channel. And, and then um, if you do have them in series playlists, you still have a nice way for people to find those mid series videos. So true. Because there's a short for that video too. Yeah. Uh, and animations like this, they're very visual. They're very fast-paced, visual, sound effects, et cetera. Right, yeah. That's a format that's going to do well in YouTube Shorts. Yeah, I think so, too. So, yeah, the shortened version, the highlights. You still want to show who wins in the short because you want to have a payoff, right? So don't uh -huh. don't just do the start and then say, well, if you want to see who wins, go. No, you got to actually pay off. Otherwise, people will hate right. your shorts. <laughs> but, yeah, that's good. And do we just put the alternate ending, like, at the end of the video? Yes. Like, do we, instead of making It doesn't warrant videos, another piece of content. Yeah, make one video for the main channel, plus the short, that's the shortened version of the fight, and that's it. So for every matchup, there's only one video on the main channel. That would increase your watch percentage also. If yeah. you have, early on in the video, you say, okay, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to show the fight, how we think it would do, but then we also put alternate ending at the end of the video or something right. like that, then you're going to have people watching that as well. Yeah, totally. And then your feed is just way less cluttered and you don't, you don't even have the uh, issue of the thumbnails having to come exactly. up with three different templates. So true. There you got it. That's, that's your fancy answer. That's there. what I think that's what I would do. I genuinely think so too. <laughs> and it's funny cause I didn't even think of YouTube shorts before we were live recording this. But yeah, the last the two minutes have been an epiphany. Hype, like the this is an entertainment style of channel. Totally, it's built for YouTube Shorts. And yeah. if we differentiate, we're already trying to differentiate with just the fight. Make that into YouTube Shorts and let that win in the short shelf, and then let that fuel the rest of the content and yeah. find the people that are enthusiastic about the rest of the content. I think it's golden. I think that'll yeah. be really good. Great. Anything else on this? No, we move on to A-B testing? Yes, let's do A-B testing. All right. A-B testing. We had a thread here. This one's not going to be as long. We just want to cover this briefly <laughs> because it's it's a really good question. Uh, thread, um, how fast should I A-B testing be done? This is from Project 24 member. Uh, do you have it up? Uh, Alan Crookham. Alan Crookham. Okay. And essentially, they're asking... Actually, do you want to just get yeah. the highlights? Um, it's actually really short. I've okay, been messing around it. with A-B testing on titles and thumbnails. And I'm curious about how long to wait before changing them out. Last night I uploaded a new video. It wasn't performing great, so I changed the title this morning. Should I wait longer? Okay. So the question is, how often and when? Like, right. how often right. or when? Right. Uh -huh. So, Ricky, first of all, you had a good point. Do you want to bring up your first point there? They mentioned yeah. they, they did it last night. Go ahead. Right. Yeah. So if you did it last night and then this morning you're like, oh, it's not performing that well. Well, what's peak viewership time on your uh -huh. channel? Is it during the nighttime in your time zone? Because if it's not, you probably just haven't given this video adequate time to have a chance yep. to take off. Yeah, uh, so that's, that's the first thing I'm looking. I think the principle I'd be looking at here is in actionable, enough actionable data. Right. That's what I'm looking for. 
uh, and I get it. If a channel is smaller, we it's harder to know yes. this, but you still have some data. Uh-huh. If your normal video gets 100 views, you still have, okay, this is normally, by this point, I'm getting this. You know, this video is at 8 out of 10. It's uh-huh. nine out, 10 out of 10, right? By this point, normally. And it's easy to freak out. I, 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 I get it. Everybody makes emotional decisions. We get that. But I just want to take a step back and try to think of this logically. At what point do I have enough actionable data to make a, uh, a tweak to this, right? And this part of it comes with practice. But if I normally, within two hours of publishing a video, if I normally have 2,000 views and I only have 1,000 views, I'm starting to see, okay, there might be something going on here. Like that's, it's a big enough actionable data set to say, okay, <laughs> this yeah. one is underperforming for some reason. Sometimes it's factors outside of our control, like another major news event. People are just not watching YouTube. Maybe they're yeah. only watching news on YouTube. It's possible something changed in your audience that you weren't aware of. Maybe school started or school got out or um, I, a geographic area was affected by some sort of natural disaster or like there's a lot of other factors. That's why I say it's, it's not a perfect or right. an exact art, but it is a practiced art uh, yep. skill set. The other thing I'd be looking at is um, if, if, and this is included under the umbrella of a reasonable data set, is I might also wait an entire cycle. Right. So case in point, I just, as of recording this, I just published um, the YouTube algorithm video um, that's doing very well on channel makers. A lot. Yeah, it's doing very well. So I published at peak time and then it was doing very well. Like it was, well, I'm not going to touch that. Right? I'm not touching the title or thumbnail. If it's doing really well, I'm not touching it. But then I, the full cycle, the next morning saw another spike because peak time came up again and there was another spike in viewership. So that's what I mean by a full cycle. Typically a 24-hour type of cycle. If your viewers are normally on, if the peak cycle is between 7 and 10 a.m., let's just use that as an example, you publish it, it seems to be underperforming at, at the beginning, but then you get off peak cycle and you're like, okay, I'm not sure. Maybe I will wait another peak cycle till the next day and see, is it still underperforming? And at that point, then yes, I'm for sure going to look into tweaking the title and thumbnail um, after a complete revolution, a complete cycle. This is one of the reasons why um, a, a consistent publishing schedule, but also just regular in terms of I pretty much always publish the same day at the same time. Um, and I mean, change it if you find out that like peak time is different than what you thought it was going to be. As you start to get that data from YouTube, here's when your viewers are on YouTube. For sure. Cool. Like adjust that. But if you can get into kind of a steady schedule, um, I already know if I want to publish a second video one week and I just, I got it done Friday afternoon. I'm just go ahead and publish it now before the weekend. That video has way less of a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, if I finished it by Thursday afternoon, then I can publish it Friday in the morning mm-hmm. um, because I, 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 that's peak time for me. I pick up the whole U.S. audience during the day on Friday, but I also pick up part of the Europe audience um, because for them it's Friday evening and I'm, and I'm picking up some of them. So my peak time for me to be publishing is in the mornings, my mm-hmm. time. Um, it's just, it's just a lot better. So I, I don't publish in the afternoon. If I publish one in the afternoon, then the next morning when I go look, it's going to be 10 out of 10. And so it's like, oh man, that video is flopping. No, it just hasn't had a chance yet. Um, but it it seems to never quite do as well (laughs) because, um, 
YouTube's like, well, in the first 12 hours, that video didn't do very much. Um, I don't know. Maybe YouTube is smart enough to recognize to give it a full cycle. But uh, it, it, anecdotally, it feels like my video overall will do better if in the first few hours I get more, more views, more traffic. Yeah, and I've seen when there's, this is kind of off topic, but actually it's worth discussing here briefly. I've seen, so I've had the question before, what happens if a large group of audience has a dramatic shift in viewer behavior at, I'll, I'll use going back to school as an example, right? A lot of the, the audience is school age and then they go back to school. You're going to see a big shift in their viewing behavior. <laughs> Maybe they watch less overall and they watch at different times of yeah. day. Uh, and actually I had a, a discussion with a guy that he showed me behind the scenes and it was a gaming channel and it was a lot of the audience was younger. And so this exact thing was happening. School started and it, it like his view and behavior went crazy. Yeah. Like it was way different. Uh, and I've thought through this from an algorithm standpoint or like when they're trying to follow the audience, right? What are they going to do at that point? If let's say normally this audience watches 10 videos and all of a sudden they're only watching two videos or well, less dramatic, let's say five videos uh, each day. Let's say their average viewership was 10, but now it's moved to five because they have homework. We'll just say that. Yeah. Um, how would YouTube go about treating that? The thing is, they're probably going to pick the ones that the audience is most satisfied with Yeah. to show them. And, and not if yours is on the less satisfied side of that, then sorry. <laughs> uh, that just means if you see a drop, that could be it. And so it's sort of related to what we were talking about here, uh -huh. but I have been seeing that with the algorithm. They're going to pick the cream of the crop or the most satisfying videos right. for an audience. And they have to go off of previous viewership and their AI predictive stuff to say, we think this video is going to be more satisfying, so we're going to promote this one or we're going to show this one sooner. It's not that they're all of a sudden going to stop showing your videos. Right. It's more that if your video is video number 10 on the list and they're only going to watch five, they're just not going to watch your video. Yeah. That's how it works. Yep. So, yeah. So AB testing, give it a, give it a cycle, maybe two. Yes. Um. Yeah. <laughs> give it a go there. Uh, the other thing I'm going to say, just one other thing here for AB testing on uh, deciding whether to make changes is if your channel's at the point where you're getting comments, this is less uh, is less reliable because people don't always comment and say, well, this sucked. You know, your thumbnail right. was awful. They don't always say that, but comments have been a space before where I have seen a comment. So usually one of the super fans, the people that comment early on after yeah. the video is published, they'll comment something like, uh, your thumbnail didn't quite make sense to me. They still clicked it because they're a super fan, right? Yeah. But they might say, oh, your thumbnail didn't quite make sense. Or... Uh, you might consider this or that title, like I wasn't quite sure, like you'll get those types of responses and it's kind of, usually if it's a super fan, it's not rude at all. Yeah. Um, but you will, you will get comments like that and those are also indicators. Yeah. And actually some of, I'm so glad I listened to some of the comments uh, in the past because on one of my top performing videos, the first thumbnail was not the one that's on there right now. And I got a few comments that were like, the thumbnail kind of didn't make sense and I was like okay all right I'm, yeah. I'm gonna tweak this I'm gonna change it and so I did I went through several iterations until it settled on the one that's right now and it's now responsible for several hundred thousand views and I'm so <laughs> glad that I tweaked the thumbnail and I yeah. took that uh, feedback so and along the same lines with early feedback um, as your channel grows and you get and if you are publishing on a more consistent like regular basis I should say like you know, I always publish Tuesdays at 7 a.m. my time. That's when my video goes out. 
I can usually tell within a couple hours if there's something about this video that's underperforming because I know I, I have the data. I know what it normally looks like. Um, so unless I know it's a topic that's just a lower level of interest, like it's a smaller portion of my audience that will be interested in this. Um, and even then maybe <laughs> I would, if I see a video really underperforming, it's like eight, nine or 10 out of 10 then yeah, I might even make a change within a couple of hours. Mm -hmm. um, usually not like, after 30 minutes, it'll start telling me, um, here's where the video ranks. I don't trust that. They shift, it'll shift around a lot. Yeah. But usually within about two hours, it's settled to about the position it's gonna stay mm -hmm. most of the time, um, unless I make a change. And actually that's the number that came to mind for me as a minimum two hours. Yeah. I would give each change about two hours at least right. to, before you. So if at two hours in, and you have enough reasonable data to say this one's not doing very well, make a tweak two hours in and then give it another at least two hours Yeah, uh, to see how it performs. Yep. So, it's good. Yeah. Anything else on that? Nope. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, hey, thank you for listening. And uh, thank you for your questions. As always, uh, have a wonderful rest of your day and we'll see you later. Project 24 is a product of Income School LLC. Results mentioned are not typical. The trademark Project 24 refers to the goal of some people to create a successful business in 24 months, but is not a promise or guarantee of that success. Many online businesses fail because like any business, it requires hard work, skill, and dedication. Before making business decisions, consult financial and legal professionals licensed in your jurisdiction. So in short, the only person who can make your business successful is you. We are simply here to provide information to help you along the way.